0: Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your
1: pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Is it really time to
2: start this time? It's really time to start the show. Lead Lap Radio is on the air and we TV is as well because well we are on in both formats we are live on the performance motorsports network on the radio side and of course live on our new home at twitch.tv on the tv side and excited about uh, that and looking forward to the show my name is Tom Baker I am joined at the table inside the race chaser studios here in mooresville north carolina by jacob sealman from speed sport news nick Loden from nick Loden racing we're going to talk to nick here in a little while nick is uh moving on up this year he moved nick, up to nick, the nick nick
0: nick nick nick
2: something nick like that Lodean. nickelodeon yeah i'm, I'm yeah. sure he's heard well, that yeah. once or twice or eight million times before um nick will uh Nick will be talking to us about his career, and uh, we'll be doing a little pop quiz. Just kidding. Um, But Nick will be joining us later. Randy Miller is to my left as we sit here in the studio. And over behind the proverbial glass of the production studio, otherwise known as the Tech Shed, is Murdoch. And Chris will be... uh, Providing
0: the cheesy Nickelodeon jokes.
2: Yes, providing cheesy jokes and jumping in whenever Mm -hmm. he feels like it. so... Uh, okay, we had so many divisions of racing at Chicagoland over the weekend that I feel like they couldn't possibly have squeezed one more in, especially because the race on Sunday night didn't get over with till blame Mother Nature. You know, 2 yeah. hours ago. Alex Bowman, congratulations, Bowman! Finally got the win, and Randy gets to brag because <clears throat> Randy picked him last week, to win, that, which so. is why
3: I'm wearing my. Well, this is a junior shirt, but just. For for the sake of argument. It's an 88 Let's pretend it's Bowman's shirt because my Bowman shirt got lost in the mail. We've got a Sharpie over there. We can easily fix that. That's true. We can fix that. But (laughs) congratulations, Alex Bowman. I finally get to pick somebody else now.
2: Alex wins. Uh, I'm going to go around the table here. I'll start with Randy, and we'll move on from there. The first question of the night for the panel. Will this be Alex Bowman's only win of the season yes or no nope
3: nope. he will once he gets one he will get many more so i many say more not not okay not many okay by many i mean like at least one more so we'll say <laughs> we'll say three i say he wins one more before the
2: playoffs <laughs> and one in the playoffs so two more by many more i mean two at more. least one yes two more wow okay jacob does he win again or not
1: is this even a question? Of course he wins again. We've been waiting for the floodgates to open, and now they're open. I mean, three runner-up finishes told us that that car was ready to win races and the driver was ready to win races. I buy Randy's assertion that he wins at least one more during the regular season. And <laughs> many, least, many more? At, many more. <laughs> at least one in the playoffs. I could see three or four for Bowman total this year because I think, I think they proved on Sunday that Chevrolet and Hendrick Motorsports, at the very least, has finally figured out the intermediate program.
2: Hmm. Okay. Well, that's, a, that's literally another question for a little bit later. But okay. um, Nick, you want to jump in on this? Do you have an opinion on whether Alex Bowman wins again or not? I think he'll win one many more as well. One many more? <laughs> many See, many it's many unanimous. Many He's going to win question. one many more. Uh, okay. Um, Murdoch. Is he gonna win one many more or is he gonna win several many more?
0: I think he's gonna at least win two. Two more? Two more.
2: Okay. Anyone among us think he goes and wins the championship? No. I'm not ready to go that far yet. No?
3: no? Although I will say Hendrick, this is the looking at the race on Sunday, this was the fastest I think Hendrick has been overall
1: oh, absolutely. in a long, long time. Yeah, I mean it's Jimmy the bi- Jimmy
3: led, Bowman led, Byron. Did he lead laps did he lead laps on Sunday? Yeah he did. Yeah.
1: So, and then Chase. Chase was the only one who didn't lead, I think.
0: I I will say this, though, and I was telling you this earlier today, Tom. I believe Alex Bowman goes to the Final Four. I don't think he wins the championship.
2: See, I actually agree with that. I I think Alex goes to the Final Four, and I would have agreed with it before he won, but I think he's, he's consistent enough. I think he goes to the Final Four. I don't know. I'm not ready to call him a champion yet. I also agree he's going to win at least two. Two more many features this year and one of them will likely at least one will be in the playoffs because i think he's the one that's going to emerge out of the hendrick camp that's going to keep himself propelling forward and so i feel like he has the best shot out of the four cars at not just making the playoffs which he already has done Mm -hmm. but also running for the fu- running for the championship by being in the final four at Homestead. I don't,
1: I don't think he makes the final four. I think he goes to the final eight, but I don't think he makes the final four at Homestead unless they really step it up. See, I don't
3: know if you guys agree enough. I almost feel like Hendrick has gotten better and Penske's kind of dropped off.
1: I don't think... That. No, no I I, not,
3: not a lot, but I, I'm starting
1: to see the... I
2: agree with the first part. I don't agree with the Hendrick second part.
1: Hendrick's gotten better. Penske's not gone anywhere. All three cars were in the top six yeah. at the end of I that mean, race I mean, I think,
2: I think it's just that Hendrick got better, and so we can't all run in the top three at the same time. So you see you Shoot, Penske they, cars... Gonna... They
0: got Jimmy Johnson in the top ten. That's a feat all of its own.
2: Well, so let's just go Fourth. ahead and... hey, let labs. Let's go ahead and go to the next question. Can, then, can I make I was... a point real quick? Sure.
0: Every driver that we you know gave our black flag to last Thursday had a good day see yesterday. well
2: that's why they had a good day they, they yeah they all listened to the show and they liked the fact that we black flagged them so they right. they got mad at us and went out and went okay hold my beer you yeah. know, you think we stink, hold my beer. And they all went out and ran like the wind. Speaking and, of beer, Alex so, is doing a pretty good job of holding his. Yeah, he's, he's been doing a lot of <laughs> beer holding over the, the course of the last uh, little bit of time here since he uh, picked up the win, but um, he's entitled to that. So yes. here we go with the next question around the table. What exactly does Alex Bowman's win mean for the overall picture of Hendrick Motorsports? Are they all the way back? Are they most of the way back, or Alex Bowman just won a race?
3: (laughs) I think they're getting back, but I don't think they're back yet. I I feel because we all know Alex has been fast, you know, all season long. He's had more runner-up finishes than you know anybody else, and we knew he was destined to get a victory at some point. Now we just have to figure out when Jimmy and Byron are going to visit Victory Lane. But like I said, both of those cars were faster than I've ever seen them. You know, in the last year and a half or so, yesterday. So I feel like whatever whatever they're doing over there, they're doing it right, and they're getting something figured out because all four cars are getting faster.
1: Stop and consider, by the way, that this is about the point in uh, 2017 when Toyota, or either 16 or 17, whichever year Toyota introduced the new the new Camry, I think it was 17 yeah. that, uh, you know, they started off kind of sluggish and then got hot about this point mm-hmm. and went on to win 14 of the final 18 races or something like mm-hmm. that, uh, en route to a championship. So it's, it's one of those things where this could be the start of something great, but I've got to see a little bit bigger sample size. If we get through a couple more, intermediate you know down style races and this speed from the chevy camp continues to show and they continue to get finishes i'm willing to say that they're back but i'm not willing to base it off one really good race just like i wasn't willing to base it off one really good race when all the hendrick cars ran well at
2: texas okay chris murdoch
1: i
0: i don't think hendrick as a whole is back um I mean, we've seen the speed from Chase Elliott. Like Jacob said, we knew Alex Bowman was going to get there. Uh, William is starting to get there too, but I wouldn't say they're fully back yet, but they're starting to figure their program out.
2: I thought it was interesting that uh, Alex took a little mini shot at Chad Knaus at Victory Lane because uh, apparently there'd been – I'm sure it was all in good fun, but it was just interesting that Chad was apparently – uh, so when are you finally going to win? And I've just kind of <laughs> shaking my head going, why is Chad bringing up anything about somebody not winning? He hasn't won since Christ was a child. I mean, it's been like, <laughs> what, two years since, uh, since since the 48 team has won, and now he's with the 24. With the 24 we have yeah. to give him a little bit of a pass, him and, and William, because they're first year together. But yep. still, you know, so Alex went, went to victory lane. So dear Chad Canales, when you going to win something? Because uh, I think Willie's awfully close, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen at
1: Daytona. He's qualified on the front row seven times yeah. this year. Eventually, yep. that's going to turn into something. Absolutely. Um, and we know that Hendrick Motorsports prides themselves on their speedway cars. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised at all if we see a Hendrick car on the pole for the final 4th of July race at Daytona coming up this weekend that' that that's a thing by the way that we can talk about I wouldn't later say on.
0: final final for the foreseeable future. yeah final
2: is a finals a very final word I don't think we want to say final it's the final one for now I just once you move it, I don't think you move it back well, we'll see because I'm not sold on the brickyard on fourth of I'm just not i I think that's a terrible idea honestly um not quite as bad. As homestead during spring break weekend, but I think uh I think it's a terrible idea. I just don't think it's going to draw any better a crowd on July fourth no. than didn't I think there's better races you could put on July fourth if you're not going to run Daytona there. Anything in the Midwest on Fourth of July weekend, as I've heard people
1: describe about Chicagoland over the years, is going to be Hot as hell. Well, it's not even the temperature. I
2: just, I don't think Indy's that great of a showcase for <laughs> the cup cars. Oh! No, you know of what I mean? Course not. Like, I because
1: just, Indianapolis is not a stock car track. Right, exactly. This is not news. For the
2: same reason, Pocono's not a stock car track, it's because it's basically built for Indy cars. Both tracks were built for not right. stock cars.
1: Because the, so, the <laughs> I mean, flat, flat tracks are not stock car tracks. That's right. They correct. need banking.
3: That's right. Well, whatever agree. they did what at Chicago it. on Sunday, they need to do it again because that was the most. That was that's, the best race I think I've seen in all I would, year long. Yeah. Oh,
1: that from start to finish. start to, yeah. from that start was to finish, a a si- we need st-
3: to complete twelve laps. <laughs> have it rain for 12, <laughs> four hours
1: and then go back to <laughs> the rest of the race. <laughs> Every year sound, at fire Chicago, them up. yeah. So, so other than Talladega, that
2: was the best overall Cup race from start to finish I've seen oh, yeah. all year. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay, with that, we are going to step aside. When we return, this young man sitting over here to my right at the head of the table is going to talk to us about his favorite subject, himself, uh, and his racing, of course. We'll be back with Morley Lap Radio, sponsored by... HMS Motorsport The Leaders of Motorsport I was waiting to see if one of you would bail me out. <laughs> oh sorry, I wasn't. Leaders <laughs> of Motorsport safety, I gave you an opportunity and you just it, it just went bust. So sponsored by HMS Motorsport, The Leaders of Motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com and we will be right back.
4: That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, rev up your career. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening
0: to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network.
2: Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. And also want to pay a nod to a couple of other members of our motorsports family here, strutmasters.com. They are the unquestioned expert in suspension systems. If you want a softer ride, whether it's a motorcycle or a car, strutmasters.com is the place to go. They will fix you up right. And also, of course, my computer career. Just training for a better life, mycomputercareer.edu. If you're looking for a change of career, IT may be for you. Free career evaluation test. Go to the website and take the evaluation test if you think IT is for you then uh, they've got a good deal for you the financial aid is available if you're eligible including the gi bill and of course they also after you uh, are prepared to go out into the workforce they work with hundreds of employers to help you get placed so there's no reason not to go my computer career training for a better life tom baker jacob sealman nick loden who's training for a race this weekend that's at caraway speedway that's better than a new career which is better than the new career but he's trying to have a career in that's, racing. that's the thing randy miller's over here and chris murdoch is over in our tech shed punching buttons and uh just waiting for randy to get wise with him again so he can hit the mute button like he did last time I'll okay boy, nick loden welcome to the show you need to speak. Otherwise, this is going to be a really bad interview.
0: See, you shut down before the break. Now Nick shut down <laughs> after the break.
1: See, Nick, Nick, when when you're taking cues from us, the shutdown is not a cue that you want to take. No.
0: Okay. No.
2: no. So, so is there is
1: there anybody in my computer career who's ready for
3: a new we're, career? We're, we're going to try this
2: again. Nick Loden, welcome to the show. Hey. <laughs> 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 we got one. We're doing better. <laughs> you got, you got okay, that. so what is your background
9: in racing? I've, I'm starting out in late models this year, and I've raced quarter midgets the past eight years. I started when I was six years old.
2: Wow. How okay. old are you?
9: 14. And you so, spent eight years in quarter midgets? Yeah. So I was That's math. turned 14.
2: How many hundreds of races <laughs> did you run in a quarter midget?
9: 200. I figured, Jeez. I knew it
2: had to be over to how many championships?
9: Um, I don't even, I have four national championships. I don't know the track championships. That many? Yeah. See, wow. when I hear
0: stories like this, I just think, what have I done with my life? <laughs> mm. <laughs> a lot well, less than have, him, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. What have I? What have I worked
3: for? You could started out being him. a producer at
0: age six if you really yeah.
3: wanted to. We could have got you a high <laughs> chair and a bottle. And well, see, that's okay how most
2: people kids do it nowadays. You know, you, you can anybody with a smartphone can have a show. So it's like just hit the button and just go. because the phone is
3: smart doesn't mean the person holding it is. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> go to YouTube. There's Ouch. all kinds of that. Okay, so. So you obviously have had a long career in the quarter midgets. And now you're stepping up to the full-size weight models and uh, running it mostly at Caraway, right? Yeah. With the, the 602 Tour, but there's some other tracks, I think, involved. Um, what's the transition been like for you from the quarter midget to the weight model? Because usually there's a step in between there, but apparently not for you. You just went from little car to big boy car. Um, what's it been like for you?
9: Well, I was really nervous at first, and I went out in the first practice session, and after about 10 laps, it actually didn't really feel that different than quarter midgets. Really? Yeah, it felt pretty close to the same. I just had to get used to how big the car was, but other than that, it didn't really feel that different.
2: So the the horsepower to weight ratio is much different, though
9: yeah the quarter midget actually got going a lot quicker
2: well yeah i mean and it's it's a much quicker steering yeah yeah so there actually were there actually are a lot of differences but you were just able to adapt mentally and physically to the late model pretty quick then yeah did you have trouble with sort of spatial judgment of knowing how far you were off the wall with the bigger car
9: not how far it was off the wall. It was more how far it was off the bottom because I, when we went to Caraway for the first time, there's, the, there's a little curb at the bottom of the track. And at first I was missing it by like 10 feet. Then I tried to get down low and I was like killing the balance <laughs> on Whoops. it. I couldn't – it was harder to tell where the left side of the car was for me than the right side. Really? Yeah.
2: That's interesting. Okay. So how, have, how many races have you run? Only one. Just one. Yeah. This is going to be your second this yeah. weekend. Um, talk about that first, because obviously when you're testing by yourself, it's one experience. Mm-hmm. Talk about what your first actual racing experience was like in the big car. Well,
9: I was terrified for when I was like shaking in the car. Really, I, it was my, I'd never been on the track with another car, and I was supposed to start second. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, Let's start them on the pole. That's so, for
2: outside of the pole.
9: Yeah. And we... I. They let me drop to the back on the first lap, so I started last because I didn't know I, if I didn't feel comfortable I was gonna ride wow. around. But then I got going, and then after a lap or two, I was like, eh, I passed one car. I was quite a bit faster, and I was like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I
3: wanted to win the race Everybody get that. out of my way now. Yeah. That's I'm the ready. same mentality
1: I have when I play NASCAR 3. Lab well, or two. I'm, I'm good. good. So I, I pass one car. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs>
3: Take a
2: front.
1: Let's go. <laughs> it's a l- hey, when, when you do it, it's a lot less expensive than with a real car. No, That's I, for You sure. don't know my temper when <laughs> I start losing. So so you, things you-
3: get thrown, and it Puppies get hurt, and it's not a good thing. Puppies, <laughs> Puppies get hurt. Puppies 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 come on, yes. Randy. <laughs> it's not a good thing.
0: So, did you qualify
9: second? Uh, no, I qualified fifth, and they
3: were, inverted, yeah, the, yeah, inverted the
9: field. Yeah,
2: lucky yeah. for you. That's still pretty good
0: for your first. Yeah,
2: sure. yeah. So, once you kind of decided, to, all right, I'm ready to go to the front now. Tell us about the rest of it.
9: Um, yes, sir. I. Got. I ran down the next guy because I think I ran, just rode around behind the first car I passed for a few laps, and they all pulled away, and I passed that car. I was so proud of myself till I realized that we <laughs> lapped that car two more times in the race, so I realized it wasn't such a big
2: accomplishment after Shattered that. Shattered the confidence. <laughs> I passed the car. Oh, here I go. in <laughs> am lapping him now two laps later. I'm going fast. <laughs> I'm Shattered going fast. the confidence.
9: <laughs> yeah, and I, caught, I caught the next car, and it, it took me a few laps, so I finally got around him. Then I caught a pack of three cars, and they're all trying to pass each other, and every time I'd pull down to pass the guy, the, the guy in front of me, he'd pull down to pass the guy in front of him. I could never get around him. <laughs> and eventually, one of, I think it was the guy I was behind, or no, the guy in front of him passed the car in front of him, and we freight trained him. So then I stayed there, and I th- then one co- then the leaders wrecked, and the the second place car went to the back, and he never passed me after that. Wow, guys were around there the rest of the
2: race. So where'd you finish? Six out of how many? Ten. So, uh, nice. Okay. Well, that's that's a it's hey. a good job. Six out of ten for your first time. Especially, you know, never having even really been on the track with other cars before.
9: Yeah. we could. I could, I could have got up higher, but they do the cone rule where you choose where you start. Oh. Uh, inside or outside. My spar put me on the outside every time. And I didn't, get, I didn't do good up there. <laughs> A little trouble in the outside groove at Carraway, dude? Yeah, I came on the radio. I'm like, do I need to give them more room? They're like, your car length off of them. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <All right.
2: laughs> no, you actually need to give them a little less room. What kind of yeah. what kind of speed are you
0: guys carrying at that track? I think
9: around 100. That's pretty good.
0: Which is a lot
1: different than quarter midgets. Are, 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 yeah, yeah. Are you in if, the cat... It feels slower than quarter midgets because quarter really? midgets
9: we're running sixty miles per hour, but we were running six second laps, and late models running eighteen second laps. Mm. So it felt a lot slower going down the straightaway. Wait, so
0: no, do you know how many fourteen year olds would kill to go a hundred miles an hour at any place ever? So you're, really <laughs> like, you're, <laughs> like, you're like you're like on the top of the mountain a fourteen year old right now. Yeah.
1: So are you are you in the category that you enjoy the bigger car and having more motor to work with? Yeah.
9: I like yeah, I like the bigger car more and quarter midges.
2: You're kind of a, a small kid physically, so yeah. how did you find the late model to be in terms of just being able to to drive the car?
9: I get a really small seat, <laughs> pedal <laughs>
2: extensions. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there had to be some retrofitting going yeah.
1: on and wrestle it, I'm sure. Yeah course, your dad
2: yeah. won a bunch of races and championships in the late models mm-hmm. over the years, both up in New York and then down here in North Carolina at Hickory and other places. Um,
1: you should probably explain who his dad is for those who don't know.
2: Well, I was going to get there, so <laughs> I'm just going to finish and then I'll explain. The interesting thing is that um, I think for those who know who your dad is, Andy Highside Loden, to hear you is. say I didn't – do well on the top and caraway. <laughs> My question would be who is your spotter? Uh,
1: Wow, he just had a mo- he just had a moment like I yeah, had the Tom, other night. Yeah, really. Tom I, had earlier. I know who. He, uh, my blank. mind just blinked out. I don't know
9: why. He, he it was he Tom Buzzie. Tom Buzzie. Okay. Eyesender uh, shutdown. W- w- wow. Okay. So <laughs> it's my <laughs> computer. I, if, you watching, <laughs> you. if you were watching the video, you just
0: saw Nick make the funniest face. And he was just all wide-eyed, like he had no idea what. During
1: the yeah, during de- the headlights. Yeah. So You're, so that's he, the same look you had the first uh, mention. You passed, know, this is going to be
2: a cut for rear. air Yeah, of course our short yeah, oh definitely short post show promotions yeah um in case you missed it uh, nick just kind of locked his brakes up there um <laughs> so your your dad isn't your spotter then no your crew, chief? crew chief yeah yeah because yeah, i'm just sitting here thinking well gosh uh, you got a guy with a radio on who knows a lot about running the top so you know maybe you and him could get together before this weekend and kind of Talk about that a yeah.
0: little bit. We'll be together a lot. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's going to be important. Um, so you're running, obviously you're running Carraway. Um, what other tracks do you know of that you're going to be taking a shot at this year?
9: I think Ace we're going to run once, and then Hickory we're run, running twice, and I think there's two, uh, another race at Caraway after this weekend. There's. I think that's the five more that we're going to run. Good.
2: Good. Yeah, that'll be fun. It's uh, Those tracks, Ace is a bullring, yeah. if there ever was one. And, you know, Hickory is just a challenging track to drive, but your dad kind of knows what he's mm-hmm. doing there. So yeah. we're going to have more with Nick Lode and more about motorsports and just having some fun tonight on Lead Lap Radio, Lead Lap TV, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, and we will be right back.
4: or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way.
2: HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Olero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even RaceCom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget.
7: Hi, I'm John Holloman, and you're
0: listening to Race Talk from the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show.
2: Well, well. Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio, Lead Lap TV, however you want to call it. We give it to you both ways, and you can decide which one you wish to choose. You can watch or listen to us live and uh that's pretty cool we're uh having some fun talking motor sports and uh john holliman bringing us back out of a break and i don't know if you guys had the chance to catch the video from bowman gray that went around um over the last uh couple days but mr holliman was once again in the middle of some uh um, again yeah some trouble at uh bowman gray this oh, time dear. it was with race cars not fists but yeah oh dear yeah um, it's uh, it continues to be exciting action up there. It's, it's uh, basically a WWE event on wheels, and you know if uh, this is how somebody it's been decides since to forty yeah, nine exactly. So uh, if if you haven't seen that, you can go to uh the Bowman Gray Racing Facebook page, and it's up there. Um, John and. Another driver had a disagreement multiple times on the track, and uh, yeah, so that happened. Anyway, talking racing, talking NASCAR, and talking with our guest, Nick Loden. Nick, what is the most favorite race that you've ever had in your entire career so far? What well, race stands out the most? Um,
9: My first race out of town in a Lightward Formula quarter midget. There okay. was a – that's the – you have to let off in that class. It's one of the faster ones. You have to lift. <laughs> and there was 11 of us in, at that race, and it was at night. And I I think I, I did win. Or I don't know if I won or – I either won or got second. But it was I – I had to be nine, and it was just so fun because it was night. And I started in the back, and there was – 11 cars. I going to say, in
2: other passing. words, you passed
1: a lot of
9: cars.
2: Yeah. Now, for those... Where who did know, you go out of town to? North Georgia. Okay. So it was in North Georgia. Where... Yeah. Now, for those who are watching or listening to this and don't really know too much about quarter midgets, they run on really, really small tracks, like a 20th of a mile. Basically, half of you probably eat cereal out of bigger bowls the than the size of this this race on. It's about the size uh, of this room. Yeah. Road. yeah. Um, and... You're running, in some cases, you were telling me the other day, five and six second laps.
9: Yeah, at like 60, 70 miles an hour. It's
2: amazing. It's It's got to be tremendous, though, for car control and reflexes. Yeah. yeah especially North
9: Georgia is a really one of the smaller tracks, more banking. So, yeah.
2: How do you pass on a track like that in a quarter midget running so quickly?
9: You got to, like, space yourself out about like, a... F- two or three feet from the guy in front of you's bumper and in the cars you let off on you just get a run on them just clip the bomb in the corner and just shoot up right under them and then run them up the track
2: it's uh it's pretty uh fun stuff and i've had the chance to spend a lot of time around quarter midgets over the years and um it's uh it's a really really exciting form of racing i mean if you've got a quarter midget club near you just bring the family and go watch I mean, it's really entertaining. These kids, some of them are as young as five or six or seven years old, and they just do an amazing job. You actually got started a little bit late age-wise compared to what most kids do, right? Do I remember that correctly? I started at six. Oh, you started at six. Okay. So, you, yeah, maybe a year. Most, yeah. A lot of kids start at five, so yeah. you weren't too far behind. Um, but you, you've run all over the place, and you guys do a combination of these club-type races like you were just describing, and then... Now, it, more recently, starting to do races in parking lots. What's it like to run in a parking lot on kind of a? It's almost like running a street course if you're in a, you know, an Indy car or
9: whatever. But it's an oval. It's not fun. I honestly hated the parking lots. The only reason we went is because it was the national races. The atmosphere of them being at like Cup tracks and Indy car races was cool but other than that the track is a flat parking lot and it's i hated it
2: it's not i mean how do how does it become or i i understand that you put tires around it or whatever make a shape of a track but how does it literally become a raceable track
9: or doesn't it it uh by the end of the weekend some of the tracks still just when the first time you go out on the track first practice it's not even worth going out you just go out there in like the slow classes you just hold it half throttle let off through the corners and it's kind of just slide around running like 12 second laps and it's terrible and then by the end of the weekend the track's either pretty close to still being like that or it has way more grip than it should have and people are flipping in the corners
2: because the cars are too tight you have, yeah. they haven't and the, the, tracks, to chase the, the track the track
9: doesn't have banking or anything, and there's no banking to save you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, most the track, m- there's not many tr- quarter midget tracks that don't have banking. North Carolina has is like that small, no banking, and yeah. cars flip a lot. Parking, but the parking lots were worse because the kids racing there are national and they hadn't been the tracks like NCQMA, so they ain't know how to control a biking car. So I'd flip, and it, I didn't like fucking much. It's
2: interesting. I mean, do they put any kind of because you know I used to race go karts, and we would go indoors, you know, and run in small you know arenas or whatever, and you'd have it. We would do what they call coke syrup type races, where you'd literally mm-hmm. put Coca Cola syrup on the floor, and it would mix with the rubber and make the grip that would. Um, do they do anything like that for the parking lots, or no. just wow? So just whatever. The, only the thing, tires put down.
9: The only thing they ever did on the parking lot was they threw Speedy Dry on it because someone got oil on, it and that just made it worse. Yeah, <laughs> <was> gonna say <laughs>
2: yeah, that that, that <laughs> probably would make it any better. Yeah. Chris, you got a question or no? Who,
0: who do you look up to in racing? Do you have a favorite driver, or you know, sort of who you look at as I want to be like them?
9: Besides your dad, Jeff Gordon. I always looked up to him. Why? I he was this I don't know. I's my that's who my dad liked, so I started liking him. I met him once. He's a really nice guy. He was very accomplished in racing. He got in because he was a good driver, and uh, so I always looked up to him.
2: He definitely was a good driver. Yeah, he was very good. He's a good role model on and off yeah. the track, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, if you follow on his foot following his footsteps, you too someday may run Hendrick Motorsports. Yep.
3: It's kinda of, you know, Somebody has to take over when Gordon when Gordon is, you know. Exactly right. Someday. might as well mm-hmm. be you.
2: Um I know that you have a number of people who help you out. And so I want to give you a chance to give some shout outs here. We're not done with it yet, but I just want to make sure mm-hmm. we get this in.
9: Well, my dad, my mom, obviously, um, my uncle Mike comes and helps us our friend Tyler comes our friend Mark it, it will be spotting for me from now on this year they they're the ones who come and help us my grandparents AFCO Longacre Pro Shocks RE Suspension
2: you just got back from uh spending some time down in Orlando Florida to Basically a tool, was it yeah, like a tool? Yeah, ISN Tool Dealer Expo. Yeah, Expo. Yeah, yeah, with Ingersoll Rand. What was mm-hmm. that like for
9: you? Um, That was pretty cool. We got a free trip to Florida at a resort down there. <laughs> well, so. that's all that <laughs> There you go. <laughs> but yeah, we got to bring my car. We got got a suit from Ingersoll, wrapped my car with Ingersoll stuff, and brought it down to the show, put my car in the show, and they gave me hero cards to hand out a lot of people came to see all my car. Got a lot of new followers on social media, so it was pretty cool.
2: All right, how many cards did you have left at the end of the show? None. Dear Ingersoll Rand, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> talented young racer. You sponsored him before. Come on, you know, we're we're going somewhere with this here, but that, yes, yeah, that that. Do you enjoy doing those kinds of things?
9: Yeah, I like it. I like meeting people and talking to people like that. It's, I enjoy it.
2: A lot, of, a lot of kids your age are very shy. You're not at all shy. I mean, you lock up Sometimes. once in a while. Yeah. You know, you freeze up every now and then. We just have to kind of wacky, you, but you're not at all shy. Yeah. And that, that works in your favor when you go do those shows. Okay, so tell me about your dad, because I've known your dad since he was maybe a couple of years older than you. What's he like as a racing dad? Uh, he does
9: so much for me. He works on my car, crew chief, driver coaches. He does everything. I mean, I wouldn't be able to race without
2: him. So, See, uh, we wanted the real stuff. Obviously, obviously, you're, just not giving us-
0: obviously you're <laughs> 14 years old, so you're still in school. Yeah. Um. Do you have a favorite subject? I mean, do you like school? No. No, <laughs> no what 14 year old kid likes? does?
9: School? <laughs> I mean, I'm do okay at it. But A's and B's. A's and B's. Yeah. yeah. Basically straight. I got A's, one B. Right. Yeah. One B. Pretty
2: much. Yeah. Yeah.
9: He
3: can't tell you everything about his life because his autobiography hasn't come out yet. So if, you, <laughs> if he tells you all that yeah, now, his autobiography later. I just on. wanted
2: to say something funny about his dad, but I guess they mm. not going to. Do you have a funny story about your dad? No? No, nah, really, no. See, he, he just, he knows better than to go there. He's, yeah. this is, the kid's good. I gotta give that. <laughs> he wants he to continue give racing. He that's wants to, yeah, he wants <laughs> to actually be able to get in the car on he Saturday. He
3: just
0: knows it right. will come back on him if he, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but see, if he tells a funny story about his dad, then we have to bring him back on the show again. That's, that's really, uh, no, it's, it, you, you're very lucky because it, yeah. in all seriousness, your dad was not only was he accomplished on the track but he knows his way around the cars yeah you know there are a lot of drivers who are just that they're drivers but your dad is really really good at working on them yeah he does he
9: can set up the car he doesn't know how to he knows tons of people in racing you
2: call him up anytime it's it's great having him do you have a do you have a most embarrassing moment in in a race car has has there been any something that's happened yet that um, hmm.
9: well in my first race um, I was riding behind that guy I couldn't get around him right and I came on the radio and I was like, man, this guy keeps blocking me. If he don't get out of my way, I'm just going to drive it in there and move him up the track. I'm <laughs> racing for like eighth. <laughs> and, um, See, because by then, he'd he figured out, man, I got this now. I'm
2: going to the front.
9: And my dad came on the radio, and he's like, I don't think that's going to work out too well. I'm like, why? And he's like, because you're about two car lengths behind him right now. <laughs> so if you try to drive it in the corner and move him up the track, I don't think it's going to work too well for you. I'm like... I was like, I'm I'm on his bumper right now. My dad's like, No, you're like one and a half car lengths behind him now. Well, <laughs> there's that
2: spatial judgment thing I asked you about yeah. earlier, you know, not sure how close to the bumper you are. Yeah, yeah I'm just so. gonna go in there and move him, just like they would do. Um, you know, he's probably twice my size. Um but, but doesn't matter. He was matter. fifteen. He was the
9: other, he was oh, like second youngest okay. kid. Yeah, he was fifteen.
2: Okay, so you were you were you were ready to go at it with a kid? Yeah, I was, <laughs> I
9: was ready to move him out of the way. I thought I thought I was right on his bumper. I didn't realize I was
2: that far behind. He just earned himself another segment uh, to hang around a while. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with more of Weed Lab right after this.
7: edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in, you need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu.
4: Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for everything any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less,
7: At what age and size should a child start using a
6: booster seat? Uh,
5: Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Hi, I'm Tyler Dipple, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show.
3: Come on, Jacob. See, why, it, why are you always scared when he comes back from break? From, I don't understand. See,
2: Jacob walks up every time. Talk about being a Dipple's, Yeah, because one week he actually dippled. And, you know, he just. I regretted it later. He regretted it later, you know. That I mean, was a bad life choice. It was actually a great life choice. Someday there's going to be a dippling Jacob just. Floating across the screen there at that point. We'll have to teach Nick how to dip. We're waiting on
3: him to forget about it so we can actually do it, but he doesn't forget because every time Mm. he hears it, it brings back (laughs) bad memories of days gone by. Exactly.
2: (laughs) He can never forget that. All right. Talking racing here on Lee Lap and Dippling, I guess. Uh, Tyler Dipple been running in the truck series this year with uh, Young's Motorsports. Um, And, you know, honestly, I feel like like that whole team is they're starting to get more consistently to the front. And I feel like Tyler in particular is he and, and I think Gus Dean too. Spencer Boyd has had some great races, but then he's had, you know, it's kind of been weird there that I think getting used to the three truck full-time team has been, Oh, there was difficult some, over yeah, there.
1: There were some major growing pains I think with that operation going to three full time trucks. But you look at you know, Tyler started fourteenth, finished twelfth yep. in Friday nights truck race uh, Gus ran in the top ten at times and ended up getting pinned a lap down late in the race ended up 15. he did that's right um, what's interesting is Spencer was actually the only truck uh, to lead a lap out of the young yep. stable on Friday night just got you know uh, caught the cautions wrong etc etc ended up two laps down in
2: 17th but it's not like he didn't have speed no so and that's what's been interesting is I feel like those trucks all of them really I mean, Gus had kind of a rough start to the year, hmm. but he's gotten better quickly. Hmm. But I feel like those trucks, as a whole, have had the speed; Agreed. they just haven't always gotten the results. Oh, I would agree with that
1: to some extent, but I would also still stand by what I said. There's been some major growing pains yeah. with, with them going from basically, you know, two ish full-time trucks i say ish because i don't remember if the second truck last year ran every race or most I don't think of it them did. No. i think it ran most of them just not yeah. all of them yeah um to three full-time trucks every week yep. this year i mean that's you know that's going to be tough for anybody not to mention a team like tyler young's who's I agree. still you know running on a bit of a budget so uh you know, but they they did well. The team that really impressed me uh, Friday night, as if we're talking trucks for a minute here, really was D.J.R. Crosley. Um, you know, qualified very well for themselves. Put Anthony Alfredo and Dylan Lupton inside the top ten. Um, you know, Natalie
2: Decker had a decent night. Finally, she did. She um, if she hadn't gotten dumped by Todd Gilliland the one time, I yeah. think uh, she would have been. She would have been in much better shape right. than her finish.
1: Anch- and Ancrum was a shoe in for a top five oh, finish my. if he hadn't sped on pit road during his last pit stop. If not for that, that was a that was a, a foregone conclusion, I feel like, for a top five, and you know, Tyler really was frustrated with himself on social media after that one. Um because he knows his best shot to win and try to crack the playoffs is in that truck. Yeah. Yep. At least he went the right way on pit road this time. He did.
2: Well, well, the thing is, is I mean, even if you look at Anthony Alfredo, I mean, he qualified sixth. He yeah. finished ninth. He was just... Yeah.
1: Alfredo that did team very was well.
2: fast off the transporter, mm-hmm. um, which was really interesting to see. Um, do we draw any conclusions at this point in the truck season about... I mean, you look at Ben Rhodes, for example, and it's just, my gosh, another early exit for him. It seems like that team is just snake bit
1: again. Understatement. I think Ben Rhodes is just perennially snake bit. I, I want to find him a box of golden horseshoes and just put them, you know, put them in his tailgate to keep forever. Because yeah. if, if he has any luck ever, it's bad. It seems like, you know, they didn't even get a full lap in the books and the engine let go. Yeah. It was, you know, off turn two the first lap. It was already billowing smoke. Um, and if I'm Ben Rhodes at this point, I'm starting to get pretty nervous because yeah, agree. with Ross Chastain only being a couple points outside the top 20 now, as soon as he breaks in, that puts the 18 of Harrison Burton officially on the outside looking in. With Ben now, you know, if we imply that Chastain is... Yeah, you know, it will go ahead and imply that Chastain's going to be in the top 20 cuz we know he's going to be.
2: Chastain's going to be in the top yeah. 20. Yeah.
1: There's no so, question that right. Chastain unless is he going DQ'd, to be in the Unless he gets dq unless he gets DQ'd from now until I mean, the start of the playoffs. Yeah. I don't see that happening. No. Uh so that puts Ben Rhodes now after that engine failure 13 points to the good and that is not a situation that I would want to be in as a driver who's fighting for my life as far as the playoffs are concerned. Well, and he's had absolutely nothing go right lately. You know, a last-place finish um, in in trucks, he's only had five top-five finishes in the first 12, and he's had two DNFs in the last four races. This is not good.
2: No, it's it's not good, but I feel like Ben, I feel like that team is one of those, it's, they're one win away, and I feel like that win could literally come on any track. Well, the good news is that we're close
1: to going to Kentucky, right. where Ben is a past winner. Yep,
2: that's coming up very quickly.
1: Might, might even be there next year. It is. Come it is a yeah, next race. They're off this weekend. and yeah. they're on, uh, That's right. the 11th of that. July. Yeah, that and that was, uh, you know, Ben's good on mile-and-a-half tracks. Obviously, it's his home track, no less. And, yeah, there's always and, incentive there. Uh, Kentucky, you know, Kentucky's where he won a year ago to make the playoffs. Right. Of course, two years ago, he had that dramatic win at uh, at Las Vegas for his first career win when he held off Christopher Bell. But, you know, last year, his, his playoff charge ignited at Kentucky, and maybe that's the spark that he needs. You know, he needs some sort of spark because... The, the the trajectory that that team's on right now. Oh, so not Brett good. Moffitt getting a win. Brett Moffitt did a thing
2: <laughs> officially. Getting officially, away.
1: yes. It, 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 Brett Moffitt did a thing and got to celebrate in victory lane with confetti, and it was great. Uh, there was no question <laughs> that the flat white, unsponsored GMS Racing Chevrolet. Uh, I uh, I never thought I would say that. Um, I don't. I don't
2: get that. I thought that they had... Can we talk about that for a moment? Because it Uh, wasn't just the Truck Series. I was getting there. It was the
1: Expendency Series as well. Christopher, I'm getting there. Patience, (laughs) child. Jeez. Patience, I don't care. Play with your camera all you want. I don't care.
3: Um, Chris
2: is taking pictures.
1: Anyway.
3: If you hear the
2: sound of glass breaking, it's because Chris is trying to take pictures of me. He's taking pictures for future evidence is what he's doing. (laughs) Anyhow. Missing I
1: don't understand how I don't understand how the defending champion goes into a race without a sponsor. Let's remind ourselves, by the way, that the narrative at Chicago a year ago was Hatori Racing Enterprises wasn't even going to go to Chicago, picked up a sponsor on Tuesday, and made the race on Friday night and went out and won it. This time, Brett Moffitt goes in with no sponsor and goes out and wins it. So the master of racing on a budget continues to impress he led 72 of 150 laps uh and you know it wasn't that he won a stage it was just that they played the strategy right to where at the start of the final stage he got out in clean air and that was the end of that at that literally start of the last stage he took the lead and other than when he made his final pit stop, he did not give up the top spot again, and that truck was the fastest thing on the property when it can- yeah, when it counted. It was. I have to give Brandon Jones credit. You don't just drive from 19th to win stage one, and then you know basically finish second to Brett Moffat and not have a really good truck. That he 51 a was a really good truck to come from as far back as he did and run where he did. But there was just no well, running. Well, it was
0: the truck that Kyle Bush had won five times. No, right? I know.
1: It's, right, exactly. It, there, there is just no running with Brett Moffat when Brett gets on a tear like this. And I think the rest of the field ought to be pretty scared that Moffat's starting to heat up. He's won won now two of the last three races. He finally got to celebrate this one, and he's suddenly the number one seed in the playoffs as it sits because only one of Ross Chastain's two wins counts for playoff contention. So – This is not good news if I'm anybody aside from Brett Moffitt because this is the guy who's already figured out how to win a championship starting to build momentum right going into the playoffs.
2: Well, yeah, but you know what? The other two trucks that I have to look at when you talk about starting to build some momentum, okay, they haven't won yet, but you got Harrison Burton, you got Todd Gilliland, fourth and
1: sixth. Problem is, the only thing that's going to save those two when it comes to the playoffs is winning, and they've only got four races left to do it. And one of them you can basically throw out because I don't see either of those boys winning at Eldora. Well, yeah. And,
2: and, <laughs> well, that's true. And
0: Todd has joined there the Toyota bumper bandwagon because he pretty much drove through well, Decker.
2: I, he had, I don't want to say that he did that on purpose. I'm not sure he did, but if he didn't, it was certainly an egregious mistake because it was, that was, I mean, she had no chance. He just literally yeah. just drove right through her and spun her out. Um, but she recovered nicely and she ended up with a good finish in 14th, right behind Tyler Ancrum. Um, and I look at, that team as a whole, at DGR, and you just say, better "Man, if if we could get a couple of these guys to run whole seasons, yeah, absolutely. we could be easily talking about a championship run." If Tyler Ankrum was running the whole year mm-hmm. in the DGR truck, Which he
1: was originally supposed to. By yeah, the way. I
2: mean that's one of those. I mean, man, I would be heavily thinking that this boy, if he could just get into the playoffs. Watch out. Well, he's got a couple
1: more shots, at least one more shot at Kentucky. Yep. And, you know, we've we've watched what he's done on mile and a half. His last two mile and a half races, he came from four laps down to finish third at Texas and should have had a top five going away at, uh, you know, in the most recent race here at Chicago before the speed, you know, he shot himself in the foot with a speeding penalty. Yep. He's close.
2: We just go a matter to, of putting it all together. Before we go to Xfinity in the next segment, I want to go quickly around the table because we haven't got a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But um, Stuart Friesen finishes third. Either one of us buying the fact that Mr. Consistent has a reasonable shot at winning the championship this year in the trucks. Randy?
3: I don't think he's going
1: to win the championship, but I bet he wins Eldora. He can't. Win.
3: <laughs> well, well
2: here, here's the deal. Again, there is that
1: you can't win a championship without winning Homestead, and you can't. I, I don't see him winning Homestead until he wins somewhere else first. Mm-hmm. And based on the way that 52 team has kept finding ways to lose races or not be good enough to win races, the, until you, you got to win one before I'm a believer.
2: And Riddock? he has not done it yet.
1: A thought
0: on that one or no? No, I don't think he's going to win the championship.
2: Okay, I I don't I don't see it either. I in fact, I'm not unless he wins Eldora, I'm not sure he gets to the playoffs. He might get in the playoffs just based on points because he's pretty I well. Gonna, in I points. was gonna I was but, gonna
1: he's the he's second to Graham yeah, M finger so in he'll, points. so he'll he'll probably point that's his what way consistency in? will do for uh, you. Uh, yeah. consistency so, won't
3: get you. A title. Yeah,
1: the the math on that really really fast is unless you have. Three more, you know, f- sorry, four more drivers. Where he is in points right now, you'd have to have four more drivers win, four different drivers win the next four races that are playoff eligible in order to bump Stewart Friesen out. And I don't buy that. So he
2: may actually, he'll make the playoffs. I don't see him getting out of the first round unless mm-hmm. he goes out and gets a win. And with that, we're we you to get
0: Nick Loden to sign the wall. We, we do
2: need to get uh, Nick Loden to sign the wall. It's a good idea. Uh, and so this is our wall of fame. So basically go ahead and put the headset down or you can keep it on. If you want, um, you're going to go ahead and just whatever open space you see there, do the old Nick Loden signature.
1: I'm impressed. See at his age, they still you teach read really this? good cursive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's I don't. Yeah, but that's pretty it's good. Course, it's that's actually enough. a pretty good signature. Yeah, so there's some pretty famous names on that wall right now. So, and Nick uh, just added himself Nick to it. Nick just added himself to it. So, so when uh, he becomes the
3: president of Hendrick
2: Motorsports, he'll have his name exactly right. down can, on the end of the wall. Uh, so again, thanks for coming in, Nick. We had a great time with you. Um, and uh, you're racing at Carraway Speedway this Saturday. Yep. So uh, give us your social media. Where can we follow you?
9: Um, on Instagram and Facebook. It's Nick and Racing on each of them.
2: Instagram and Facebook, Nick Loden, L-O-D-E-N, Nick Loden Racing. Go hit the follow button and uh, have some fun because Nick is a definitely a rising young racer just getting his start in the late models. And we're thankful to have been able to introduce him to you this evening. We'll have him on uh, again before the summer's out. With that, we step aside. We Lap Radio continues right after this.
4: The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it.
0: Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force.
2: Hi, I'm Timmy
4: Salamito and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show.
2: Timmy Salamito of NASCAR Wheel and Mod Tour fame, bringing us back from the break. Welcome back to lead Lap Radio and TV. Uh, whether you're watching us on Twitch or listening to us on PMN Radio, or maybe you're actually catching a replay uh, on YouTube, whatever it may be, we're happy to have you with us. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, And Randy Miller, along with our special guest, Nick Loden, still Mm -hmm. hanging with us in the Race Chaser studio. And Chris Murdoch back there, punching buttons and uh, chiming in as well. Want to go to the Xfinity Series for a couple of reasons. Number one, Cole Custer just flat kicked everybody's butt uh, over the weekend. This race was not even close. Fourth win of the season for Custer. Round the table question. Yes or no, do we see Cole Coster in the Cup Series in 2020? And if so, where do you think he goes? And I'll start with Randy. Oh, my Lord. Lord. Um, I I do
3: think that he will be in Cup in 2020 because I don't really think that he has anything left to prove, especially if he wins a championship this year. He has nothing else left to prove in the Xfinity Series, and I don't know that you don't – Move him there, even if you have to take somebody out of a car. Because if you lose him again, not putting him in cup, then there's a chance that somebody else is going to come and, and give him big bucks to go somewhere else in 2021. Okay, let's be clear. What I, I know, I know what you're going to tell me. Well, is... let's let him tell you.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. He might I'm go- surprise us. I'm going well, to remind you that. When, when one's father. He's not going to surprise you. <laughs> when one's father is the main executive at Stuart Haas Racing on the NASCAR side, one is not leaving Stuart Haas Racing. <laughs> okay, so,
2: Jacob, you heard Randy. Do you mm-hmm. agree, disagree, and be, try to. Well. Does he go to Cup or not? Uh, yes,
1: he does. Where does he go? He goes to an alliance team. It's going going to be the same story as what we've seen right now with the Wood Brothers car being built out of the Penske shop. It'll be an Alliance car built out of Stuart Haas that just has, you know, another team's number and look. So ten minutes it. away from them to have a fifth car without saying there's five sure, cars right. on their so team. exactly. Like, yeah. Which yeah. is what they did when he made his cup series debut with Rick Ware racing in the fifty one a year or, you know, so now close to two ago. So, Is
2: Rick Ware racing gonna be the team or do you think, I think so because they've do? had an
1: alliance with SHR in the past and they've fielded Ford's um, on the intermediate tracks in the past. So I I think it's a logical fit. Um, we've seen Haas on the 51 car before, and I, I would say that, uh, to me at least, that makes sense. You know, you've got, there's a couple of charters over there that are usable. And if you put the Rick Ware nameplate on it, even if it's a car that's being built out of SHR... In a way I feel like it takes some of the pressure off Cole. It doesn't you know, there's not that immediate expectation to perform if you're in a car that's got the bona fide
2: Stuart Haas nameplate on it. Hmm. Okay, Murdoch, does he go Alliance? Does he well does he go cup or then if he does, does he go Alliance or is somebody leaving?
0: He's he's going to cup and he'll be in the fourteen, but it will be changed to double zero.
2: Hmm, I, I don't see. I don't
1: see I don't. That. Buy, well, I don't, I, buy, I don't. buy the fourteen being changed. By the way, that's, that's, that's what I'm Tony, that's, that's Tony's that's, number, yeah. and Tony. Will, t- Tony will not make that go well, away. Could they do the
3: same thing that they did at Hendrick, where they just move cars around so that they can well, have the like, double? Sure, zero there on could there. be another fourteen. I mean, sure,
1: I could. Sure. I, I could see. I could see I could see somebody getting shifted out of a... Uh, I could see Almarola getting shifted to another car number and the 10 being turned into the double zero before I would see the 14 going away.
2: Here's my <clears throat> thing, because, you know, again, the rumors are only fun if you talk about them. Otherwise, there's no point. But, right. you know, rumors going around that maybe Kyle Larson to the 14 car. Uh, okay, so... Do you do you buy it or sell it? I don't buy
1: I don't buy that as after the speed that Chip Ganassi Racing and Kyle Larson woke up with uh at Chicagoland if they keep that going no he doesn't leave. Okay, and if they don't, does he leave? Maybe. But I I, I gotta s I I gotta ask me again sitter. ask me again in September when we have a clearer picture of what each team has done going that's into no the fight. Okay. Right <laughs> oh, hang on. right at, at
3: this moment, no, he doesn't leave. So here's a here's an interesting whatever for you. So you're Scenario. so Jacob you're that that's it. So <laughs> Jacob, you're saying that uh it'll be a satellite team or whatever, like a basically a car built out of the Stuart Haas stable for yeah. Cole Custer. Yeah. Is that a good idea considering the four cars I have now aren't even that great on the racetrack to have another car that they have to keep up with as well? So even they- though it's going to have Rick Ware's name on it, now you're talking five cars out of a stable where four cars aren't even performing. And see, Together, I, I mean. At
1: the end of the day, I start to believe that some of this, you know, we're seeing the SHR cards get better. I think some of this comes from the fact that they just didn't pick up the package as quickly as the new package as quickly as JCR So by and the Petsky time did. 2020 comes I around, I think by the time 2020. Now, if we get to the end of the season and they still look like mediocre, bordering on crap, then I would openly question trying you know trying to build a fifth car out of the, and ship it to an alliance well, because, team. I mean, but if you know if if they if they find the speed that I feel like we believe they're capable of before the end of the year then I don't think it's an issue really speed, to me, speed is not
3: a consistent thing with Stuart Haas. like you have cars where they're fast for a little while and then i mean Harvick's kicking his own self in the butt every week cuz he I, always has problems but
1: he hit the wall. See, I mean, he had a, a he had a he had a he had a race winning car. He should Kevin Harvick should have won that race on Sunday. The wall didn't do it, and he hit the wall. He did it.
0: He, yeah, he, did he the got way. in his own way. That's he, why he I did. said last week he's the biggest disappointment. But I just feel season.
3: like if. I mean, obviously Cole's dad has a huge responsibility with Stuart Haas. He's not going to let his kid go over there and run crappy equipment. He's going to want the best of the best for Cole. I I don't think it's crappy,
2: though. I think you're
0: If I could see, going back to Tom's rumor about Larson going to Stuart Haas, if I could see any driver going to Stuart Haas, I could see Eric Jones going to Stuart Haas.
2: See, I don't agree with that, only because Kyle Larson, dirt racing, Tony Stewart, you know, I I just Kyle's making friends lately because I see
3: him posting on Twitter every week about. See, I don't buy that because I mean, if,
2: if Tony
0: based his decision off a of dirt racing, he would have more dirt racers on his team, and he's only got Clint Boyer. Well, for
2: now, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's we don't know what happens see, in the future, see, but I, I and
1: see, I, I can't ju- I can't judge Clint Boyer. You know. I can't say that Clint Boyer is going to leave SHR at the end of the year because none of the SHR cars have ran worth a crap
2: except Harvick. But that wasn't the point of the rumor. The rumor has nothing to do with performance. It just has to do with do we buy or sell that Kyle Larson could end up in the 14 car? I'm absolutely buying a scenario where Kyle Larson could end up in that car. I think Tony Stewart would love to have Kyle or Chris Bell, which brings me to the subject of... The next question, which is, Chris Bell, after all the time we've spent, see, we talk about people on these shows and doggone it, action gets taken. We've been talking about Chris Bell and speculating what he's going to do or not going to do for next year. He goes out and signs with JGR for another year. One year. But. One year. Yeah, one year. One year. No series mentioned. Yes. Jacob Seelman, where do you think Christopher Bell races? In twenty twenty, within the Joe Gibbs stable,
1: fifth car built out a JGR ship to LFR. I've said it from the beginning. He's so going fifty nine and Barry, yeah. or or, or ninety five and D Burrito gets whatever. put in the fifty nine. You like you like the alliance team, don't you? It's the only thing that makes sense because until somebody says Eric Jones is gone from the twenty, I'm not buying that Eric Jones is leaving. Okay, Murdoch.
0: If it's one year, he's staying in Xfinity for a fourth year and then going to cup. Third year. Yeah, 30,
5: wait. third year. Th- yeah, third, third year. year in Xfinity.
0: Randy?
3: Jones is out, Bell's in. I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, right. Jones? It's the for, for the record, Alex Bowman won on he Sunday. He picked it's out so Bowman well, look, look, I like Eric. I mean, Eric and I are good friends. I, I like Eric a lot, but performance matters. And if you're not performing, I don't care how, I don't care how many races you finish second in, how many races you finish fifth in. If you don't win at the cup level, you are out. We've See, seen it with Suarez. It's going to happen with there. Here's
2: kids. Here's why I disagree with you. Last year at this time, well around this time, Chris Bell was making noises about I don't want to be an Xfinity anymore. I want to go to cup. He well, retracted that statement, he, by the way. Then he And now where is he? In Xfinity. Okay. So um, this time I saw an interview with him. I think it was with Pocris. And he absolutely was doing a really nice job of selling us or himself On how much he loves the Xfinity package, how much he really enjoys racing there, how much he'd be happy to come back and do another year of Xfinity if that's what they wanted him to do. Reverse psychology, maybe? Which tells me that he's going to run one more year of Xfinity and somebody's going bye-bye at the end of 2020. And I don't believe for one second it's gonna be Eric Jones. It's gonna I believe it's either well, Dedney Haplin or Martin Truitt.
0: Let's all keep in mind that around this time last year as well, Eric Jones won.
2: Well, that's true. he won yeah, Daytona. Where are we true. going, by the way? Daytona. Daytona. So, By the I, way,
1: as long as Martin Truex Jr. keeps performing the way he's performing, there is no way on this planet he's out at the but end why of would they I didn't place? say be
2: out, but, I mean, the man's not. He could run three or four more years, five more years if he sure wanted he could. to. All I'm saying is, if when I look at who would be most likely to you know, leave and uh, do something else, it's it's Denny Hamlin or Martin Truex. We know Kyle Busch in retiring at the end of twenty twenty. Right. I mean, you know, and, and so and I'm not buying Eric Jones. If he gets an extension, he isn't going anywhere. What if, what what would happen
1: if Kyle moved up to Cup with KBM? And he would have to diso- he would have to dissociate from JGR. Yeah, Why? that's an interesting. Because you can't own a team and drive for another team yeah. in Cup because um, of the four
2: team cap. Okay, we got to... They'd
3: still be JGR cars. We
2: got to step aside for a break. We'll talk more about this around the turn because it's kind of fun stuff to talk about. More of Lead Lap in a moment.
4: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper cars, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. (sighs) Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life.
0: Hi, I'm Dylan Bassett, and you're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports
9: Network, the voice of motorsports.
2: Welcome back to League Lap Radio and TV. Uh, I hasten to add Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Randy Miller, Nick Loden still chilling with us, uh, talking motorsports, and Chris Burdock over there on the other side of the proverbial glass in our tech shed, uh, punching buttons for us on both the audio and the video side, And we were talking about Chris Bell before the break and where he might go. And when you look at the Xfinity race over the weekend, Chris did not have a great day. Not that we're attaching that to his future, of course, but just to say that he did not have a really good run at all over the weekend. Um, and on the, and when you look at the fact that he was also disqualified, I mean...
1: I, I, hang on a minute. Let's back up because you're incorrect about he didn't, you know... I hit. don't think it was a great run for him. I really don't. He qualified fifth and he finished third. The reason it looked so bad is because Cole Custer was trying to half-track everybody. But, well, I get 30th, that,
2: but, but I, I don't think Chris Bell... Was yeah, he finished third. He was a
1: third place car all day behind the double zero and the twelve. I guess that's kind of my point. Is
2: you know Chris Bell, how many wins has he had in Xfinity? When Four. he goes out just flat, you know he's he he was a third place car, and I never felt like for a moment that he was even in he contention. Was, to he was win a third place
0: car, and wasn't he illegal? Yes.
1: Yeah. He was, He was, was that, It was so the same. It was the same issue as uh, Chastain. He was. Didn't, he too was enough. too low.
0: Too low and too high. Too, yeah. too
1: low in the front and the right. Well, when you're too low in the front, the right
2: rear is always going to be a little right. higher than it should be. Well, but he was that's too low both corners in the yes. front, not just one. So that that's a, a little bit of a different situation. But I just, for me, it just didn't feel like Chris Bell. And I feel like he's still at the point where he either dominates the race or he's just okay. You know, he's still got that consistency issue going I'll just go around the table, um, Randy. You buying or selling that Chris Bell is a legitimate threat to win the championship this year?
3: Obviously, he's going to make the playoffs. I don't. I'm like you though with the consistency thing. It, seeing where Cole is, seeing where Tyler is right now. If he doesn't get to their level, he won't win the cup. The so championship. buying so. or selling? Uh, sell,
2: sell. Yeah. Take him. Repeat. Are you buying or selling that Chris Bell is a legitimate threat to win the championship this year? Buying it all
1: day, And and I'll tell you why. Because he proved on he proved on Saturday that he has improved dramatically compared to where he was at this time last year, with the ability to run the wall. Remember, this championship comes down to one race homestead miami where you have to be good at running the wall to win the race and win the championship on any given day the 20 can win a race and thus win the championship
0: murdoch see one i can't agree with jacob's point on you know basing his progress off of saturday uh, when the car was illegal, and we can't use the same excuse that we used for Ross, saying he's using older parts because it's JGR—they're not using older parts. That's right. Um, but we also, also haven't gotten the con- Chris. We haven't gotten the concrete I do explanation not either that, yet. Uh, Chris Bell wins the uh, championship uh, because if you think anybody but Tyler Reddick is going to win the championship, you're mistaken.
1: Well, Tyler Reddick looked like crap. Here's the deal for me.
2: Yeah, Tyler's had a couple of races here lately where he just hasn't been good at all. But um, I don't care what we don't know. We the the twenty was it was illegal, so he got DQ'd. It doesn't make any difference what the we don't have the same soft
3: spot for him that we did for Ross. Right? It's it.
2: You know, there's there's it. It just is what it is. Here's here's the deal for me with Chris Bell. I am selling that he's a legitimate threat to win the championship and last year I picked him to win. And it was because, and this year I'm selling it because I don't see the consistent winning speed compared to Toleretic and you know and and right now compared to Cole Custer, I believe this is a two horse race for the championship until Chris Bell shows me that he can consistently go out and start winning again i'm saying this is a two-horse race and right now my money is on cole custer because i think custer is the one that right now has the momentum i like tyler raddick tyler certainly has proven he's the most consistent until the last couple weeks but i mean custer is just every week custer is in the hunt and I think Cole Custer down the stretch is the guy to watch. So I don't I'm absolutely selling this. Right f- now. We're and
1: fifteen races into a thirty three race schedule. If you think you can sell the driver who's tied for the series lead in wins through
0: fifteen at this races point you're crazy.
2: In the season, I'm selling it all day long. And and that's not to say in ten races I won't change. Them.
0: I will say my sleeper pick um strengthened my sleeper pick even more after this Saturday. Michael Annette had a pretty good
2: run.
1: I love how three weeks ago after, or not even three weeks ago, after Christopher Bell won Iowa, everybody was sitting here saying, oh, he's the favorite to win the championship. I never said
2: that. I never At said no that. At no point did I I've say that. I've always thought Tyler You might have win. said it. I didn't say it. I don't feel like Chris, by and large, is as strong from a week-to-week standpoint as Tyler Rennick and Cole Custer Yes, they've all had their issues, and yes, Chris is tied for most wins, but... I'm not seeing it right now. Now, what happens, again, five, six weeks from now could be a different story. I didn't ask about later. I asked about right now at this point.
1: I'm going, to, by re- I, I'm going to remind you that since April 1st, the only three drivers to win in the Xfinity Series are Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, and Cole Custer. Correct. Put that in your pipe and smoke
2: it. Which is why I said I think right now it's a two-man race. I don't feel like Bell is consistent enough to go out and run the stretch. Now we you remember. You keep saying thirty-three races or whatever. There's only X number of regular season races left. So I I think he's got about five or six races coming up. There's where eleven. He there, could.
1: There's eleven races left in the regular season. Yeah,
2: that's okay. almost half. So I We're think he's got, got about five through. or six races left coming. Five or six races coming up where I think typically Christopher Bell should be able to establish control of this thing the problem is he won't because you've got at least three cars and we're going to daytona michael annette's going to show back up along with the rest of junior motorsports plus one or two more and so see i will
0: say that tyler reddick's my favorite to win the championship but i will say come kentucky christopher bell is going to win in toyota's backyard
1: thank you oh, now we'll i'm going to make i'm going to make my quick point here when you look at the last 6 races each of the three drivers has won 2 of them and they've alternated you know it, it in in those sets of 3 you've had a bell-reddick custer and a bell-reddick custer in yeah. each of those sets of 3 and even going back to uh bristol richmond talladega you had a bell-reddick custer so they're trading off in sets of 3 weeks here each set of 3 weeks one seems to win a race. That's going to change after Daytona because we're going into three races last year that Christopher Bell swept. This is Kentucky, what I said. Loudon, and Iowa. He won all three of them last year. The next
2: five races, five to six races, are going to tell a lot of the story about what, what's going to happen the rest yeah. of
1: the season. Now, mid-Ohio, I'm going to throw out because Bell's never been a good road racer, but there's not, other than Charlotte, there's not a road race in, you know when it counts in the playoffs. Um, yeah, But Bristol, he won... A year ago, Darlington, he was strong at last year. Indianapolis, he was strong at last year. I could see Bell scoring as many as, you know, three to five more wins between now and the playoffs. Well,
2: you could see it. So could I. But he needs to show me because at this point, I'm just not feeling like the Gibbs, op- the the whole Gibbs group really is where they I think they ought to be and where they've been in past years um and obviously Brandon Jones for the most part has had an absolutely awful
1: Brand- year Brandon um, Jones
2: and so mm-hmm. I just don't see it I think right now the double zero and the do uh, the two have all the momentum and I feel like Bell is just hanging on yes he's got tracks coming up he can win at Let's see if he does. If he does not go to Kentucky and dominate, if he does not run up front and win at Bristol, if he does not, if you're still seeing Cole Custer and Tyler Reddick going back and forth, and Christopher Bell is not winning, by the time we get out of the next five or six races, it's not going to happen for him. I That's just, now, uh, yeah, you could go out at Homestead and have a one-race deal like Reddick did, or, uh, yeah, Reddick did last year after doing virtually nothing in the regular season, but... Um, I don't think that's likely. With that, we're going to step aside. When we come back, hey, there was a cup race, and we haven't spent a whole lot of time talking about that, so we're going to do that. right around the turn, more of league lap coming up. Parents, your son or
4: daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency.
2: You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at HMSMotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you.
5: Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for Rad, the entertainment
0: industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk.
5: A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council.
1: Hi, I'm Brandon McReynolds, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show.
2: Okay, welcome back to League Lap. We've got about uh, 30 minutes or so left. Love the Metallica I bringing just us like back there. Randy run. Yeah, Randy, uh, we, we've changed the sign fire. here. Nick has grown five sizes in the last commercial break. Yeah, during the commercial, you missed it, but uh, Randy blew by both of us on the outside and uh, ended up at the head of the table. I over felt there. like Cole Custer
3: for a moment. Huh. So,
2: you know, he got himself back on the League Lap here. He we're going to talk Cup, and we're going to talk. Hey. Uh, you know, I feel like we could go either way with this. There's there's way more to talk about, I feel like, with the Chicago race. But I really just want to get to Daytona because, doggone it, Daytona is Daytona. I don't care when they run it. Um, and I feel like we're at a point in the cup season where we've basically seen a pair of organizations pretty much dominate. But we uh-huh. talked earlier in the show about... Hendrick Motorsports and how they've been slowly getting out of their funk and we really saw them show out I think very well last week at Chicagoland so the question becomes we're going to Daytona and you almost always see two of the cars if not all four of them dominate qualifying I mean the question becomes should we be talking about Hendrick Motorsports winning Daytona In the same, with the same fervency that we would talk about, you know, Joe Gibbs or Roger Penske who have dominated the season pretty much up to now. Is Hendrick Motorsports at a point where we need to make them strong favorites? Absolutely.
1: And I'll tell you why. One Chevy. The philosophy they brought to Talladega and finally getting the Bowtie Brigade to work together is exactly what Chevy's been missing. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if there's one thing that Hendrick Motorsports prides themselves on year after year after year after year after year, it's building strong, super speedway race cars for Daytona and Talladega. You mentioned it. We see them rule qualifying year in and year out at these two tracks we see them strong we saw them strong at Talladega i believe you'll see them strong at Daytona. I mean, back in February at the 500, we saw them working with Joe Gibbs Racing. I don't think you'll see that. Again, you'll see the Chevy organizations work together, just like we see the Ford organizations and the Toyotas work together. But I believe that the fact that we find, you know, Chevy's finally jumped on the manufacturer ba- you know, bandwagon here, drawing the line in the sand. I think you see a Chevy. I, I can't guarantee, I won't guarantee a Hendrick Chevy, but I do believe you see a Chevy Win Saturday night.
2: Well, the question was: Is is Hendrick a legitimate threat? Yes, Your answer, is yes. absolutely. Okay,
1: Andy.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially after the race on Sunday night with Chicago, was seeing all four of those cars running, up, running up front, running strong. For the first time, I saw speed out of the organization I haven't seen in two years, or at least a year and a half from all four cars, um, and seeing Alex Bowman finally visit Victory Lane, and and, and seeing just everybody being happy about Hendrick being. Where they are right now, I, I, they still have some steps to make, but they're definitely on the right track of being back to the Hendrick that we know and love.
2: Chris, what do you think about uh, Henry, are they a legitimate threat to win Daytona?
0: Hendrick? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I mean, you got to think how they're super—they pride themselves on super speedway speed.
1: I said that, yeah. And, but and, speed doesn't always win at Daytona. But working together with your manufacturer does.
0: Yes, and Hendrick is really good at working together.
1: And and again, I'll, I go back to Talladega. We saw the Chevys dominate Talladega because they finally woke up and jumped on yeah. the same bandwagon that Ford and Toyota have been using since 2016.
0: And Chase Elliott got the
1: win. And Chase Elliott got the win. Interesting. Okay. I, it, my, my two cents to that is if you're not taking Hendrick as a serious threat going into Daytona, you're doing yourself a disservice. Well, but the question is,
2: I mean, they showed speed in February, but, you know... That was it. I mean, it's it's one thing to qualify well, but you got to race well. Um, and they did race well. They just worked with, with JGR instead of the other Chevys. <laughs> exactly. Um, and this is going to be a different kind of Daytona, obviously, and we're at a different point in the season. So... I do feel like that we should take Hendricks seriously. And I feel like if I had to pick one car that's going to go and totally blow him away at Daytona, it's the guy that just won at Chicagoland. I feel like Greg Alex Adge is a master of super speedway car. I feel like Alex Bowman is poised for a run here. Um, see, I say
0: right mindset, but I say William Byron goes out and wins. They see, play. I'd
2: love to see that. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, you know, and and he again qualifying's one thing, but when it comes to racing, you know they it isn't that they all haven't not had speed at times, but it just hasn't translated to results the way they would have liked. It I'm going to gonna disagree with both of you. Shocking, I know, right? What you mean about
1: uh, uh, the, uh, the car that correct wins the race? Okay, correct because I'm going with the driver that I believe will go into Saturday night. Cons- you know treating Daytona as a must win situation
2: Jimmy Johnson
1: Absolutely because I bu- I believe the 48 team has to go into Daytona Treating it as a must-win situation, they proved they're capable of going to victory lane. Back in February, even if it was a non-points race, they had speed to go up. And and yes, he caused a wreck, but he to cause <laughs> the wreck two. that to, to cause the wreck that took out the rest of the field in the clash. He had to have enough speed to be up at the front in the first place, which is what he did. Well, and. I I believe that he and Kevin Mendering have had enough time to mesh and they know what they need out of a Speedway car. I believe you will see an extremely aggressive Jimmy Johnson and I believe it will pay off Saturday night.
2: Interesting. I I mean, I think, sure, Jimmy could win. Um, I don't think there's any question that he could win. But I think, I just feel like it's Bowman and Byron that really are you know, kind of knocking Bowman obviously just one and I've my, like problem, my problem
1: with William is that he's not been able to put a whole race together yet. He's been strong at the beginning,
2: but he's not been well, able to be strong gracious. through it mean, and, and an entire race. You, you, Jimmy Johnson hasn't done... Much better at putting a whole race together. Yeah, he's had but some Jimmy, better results. But, but Jimmy,
1: John, Jimmy Johnson is is good, at, or at least has been better, at being stronger at the end of a race, which is a skill that William Byron has not had yet. The good news with Jimmy is he's got... You know, three top eight finishes in his last six starts, and the interesting thing there is, all three of those have come on downforce racetracks, which I think is a big statement which for Daytona's this. Which Daytona's not. I oh, know by it, the way. I know it's not. But he also had a top ten finish at the 500 in February, and he would have had a top five. Uh, he would have had a top five at Talladega if he hadn't uh, had the tire issue and and all that drama right at the very be beginning. Interesting.
2: I'm, I'm just, I, I again, I think Jimmy could win, but uh, I would watch William Byron if if Bowman doesn't win. The Man, one we're p-
0: blowing through all of our good lightning round topics. The, well, oh, I got the more. Don't
2: worry. The, the one point I want to make here is that when you talk about one Chevy and you talk about being encouraged with Chevy as a whole – you look at the Chicago Land Race. Not only did the Hendrick cars run really well, Kyle Larson showed up. Yes, he did And finish second. And yes, he did that. The pro- was by far his best effort oh, of the year.
1: Now the problem with Larson is he's got to uh, make sure the bad luck gremlins don't come back this week, like they have at every other restrictor plate race he's run in the past yeah. you know, five years, because he had issues at the 500 in February. Uh, we know what happened on the last lap at Talladega in April that doesn't need to
2: happen again. But here's the deal. So you, you throw Larson in with the 400 cars. Sure. Okay. Kurt Bush. of course. Kurt Busch, of course. Now. The two Richard, JTG
1: cars also, sure, by the way. Sure,
2: 3747. Now, wait a minute. Now we get to Richard Childress racing. Yeah. Now, here, the, the deal here is, again... They've been able to qualify like the win. Yes. But they've struggled to put a race together. However, we're now going to Daytona where we know that at least the three car is, you know,
1: well and the eight um, car had plenty of speed Daniel in February could, too. Right.
2: So the question then becomes is Chevy as a manufacturer actually as much a favorite as Toyota.
1: Because I do believe Toyota's not a favorite anymore because there's only you know there's only six of them. That's the problem. Toyota Toyota's disadvantage is the same thing Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin have been preaching at the superspeedways the last two years. They don't have strength in numbers. See, I think that Who? there Toyota. there are six Toyotas. But if you go Park, back to Daytona, four JGR cars, Matt De Benedetto and Parker Kligerman. But if you go back to Daytona and look.
3: See, I feel like Toyota what? and Ford.
1: <laughs> I know they did, but that's only after everybody else wrecked. Well, also, isn't this our first? So you're Daytona saying it's Chevy versus Ford? I'm saying it's Chevy versus Ford because I don't believe I don't believe the Toyotas have a chance unless they can survive all the carnage and everybody else wrecks. Wow! Is, is this
0: our first race with the new Super Speedway package at Daytona? Yes, yeah.
1: it is, okay. but I I don't believe you're going to see a much different race than what we saw in February.
2: I, it'll be interesting, because that, to me, I was going to get to that in the next round, <laughs> next, Ta- I next mean, segment. Talladega
1: but... looked even better than a typical Talladega race. I,
2: see, I'm thinking that, because I, I wanted to kind of set all this up so that we get into the lightning round, and you throw out the question of what's the new package going to do, because I sort of feel like Talladega and Daytona are not the same. I mean they're 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 two different yeah no they're both super speedways, but they're different tracks. And I feel like that could scramble this mm. a little bit. I feel like there's actually some drivers who we probably wouldn't talk about that are pretty good super speedway racers that with this package we've seen, for example, Michael McDowell even on the intermediate tracks start creeping up. Um
1: and, and keep and- in mind McDowell finished fifth at the five hundred in February. Exactly, so you I know feel those like, cars are always threats.
2: I feel like this this Daytona race because it is the first with the new package. I feel like it's going to be really, really interesting. And i I don't know. You can default the stats all you want, but again, you got to look at de- kind of what's I didn't going on. To stats. And I don't know if. I don't know if I'm counting Toyota out of this just that easily. I just, I'm sorry. It
3: almost sounds like Ford and Toyota have forgotten about Chevrolet for a little bit because they were so. This was
2: my point.
3: Battling between each other, that they almost forgot that the Chevy was back there, and now Chevy's right there in the mix. And they're like, "Oh, what do we do now?"
2: Here we go, going into Daytona, and Chevy (laughs) looks like they're hitting on all cylinders right now. This could be interesting. Okay, one more segment of League Lap radio coming up don't go anywhere we'll be back right after this
5: when do you think of a plumber like most people even if it's an emergency you can be confident about who will arrive to help you for quality and reliability count on someone you can trust call on the plumbing services of Hague quality water of maryland plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency we handle all kinds of preventative maintenance too Hague quality water of maryland is family owned here in annapolis since 1993 For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online.
6: Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054.
2: Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses.
7: For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance,
5: and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network.
2: And welcome back to Lee Lap.
1: It's funny that
3: he brought us back. It's been three years today since he had his brain surgery.
2: Oh, wow. Is today no. the third yeah, anniversary? Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Three years ago today. Well, we're huge Matt Tiff fans here, and his story is an incredible story. And Maybe we'll remind ourselves
1: enough. that Front Row Motor Sports is capable of going to Victory Lane on plate tracks.
2: Yeah, they they are. Well, on super speedways, we I don't know, super do we speed, call yeah, them we can't, plate tracks. We can't call know, them. Sorry, we, can we can't call them plate tracks. Um, they are. Uh, I'm not. I mean, it's interesting because I feel like Matt has sort of struggled more than the other two cars, and I don't really know exactly why that is. Um, It's a a rookie versus
1: five or six years of Cup experience.
2: But uh, certainly I feel like he has a future in that series, and I would love to see him have a good run at Daytona. I think it would be great for his confidence. I think so, for sure. Okay, dark horse winner for Daytona in the Cup Series. You can only pick one. Jacob.
1: (laughs) As if any winner at Daytona is truly a dark horse because (laughs) – you know, Fair. You you put. let pretend that you put forty names in a hat and you pick one. Is is literally what? This all right, comes I'll rephrase the
2: question. Surprise. Dark Horse to get his first win at Daytona.
1: Uh,
0: so you're
2: forcing me to take a first time winner. I got yes. this. First got
0: time winner. Me too. I've got it easy. <laughs>
2: I can't mm-hmm. believe that Jacob's taken this long. Honestly, I'm I really, mean, doing his blind. research because stats. what? Because what? No, he's running I, stats. No, yeah.
1: I'm not looking no. at stats. I need There's the entry no, list. The entry list. Because well, here's the deal. William Byron is not who I. I don't consider William Byron a dark horse anymore. Okay, that, that doesn't okay. count.
2: So that's fine. For me. So who's <laughs> your dark horse? Ryan Priest. <laughs> That's a night. That's a really interesting choice, right there. And I would have a hard time telling you that it's not a a good choice. I mean,
1: did you see what the man did at the Daytona 500? Yeah. He avo- he avoided everything with the yeah, precision of. Somebody it's far really beyond
2: his years. A really choice, Randy. You got a better, you got a, uh, I won't say a better one. You got a different one here, or are You going with Priest. Matt
3: Benedetto, because okay. he finished fourth at Daytona, ding, ding, even ding, ding, though it was ding, a different. Ding, ding. We have a Deburito. Unless it was, it was fourth a different package Sonoma. than. No, he finished. Oh yeah, he was running fourth at Daytona yes, and so he almost was won the race. Running fourth at Daytona then, when he got turned by Paul Menard. Yeah, he got turned by
2: Paul Menard. So okay, that's Mr. Burdock, are you buying either of those two, or are you going off the board?
0: Daniel Suarez.
2: Oh wow. Okay. I wasn't quite expecting that one, but again, dark horses that have not won a race and you're, you're going with Suarez. So I just, I, I figured we'd all agree on the uh, Benedetto just because uh, like Jacob, I don't consider Byron a dark horse. I consider him a favorite. And I feel like, the, the only chance that 95 team has to win a race this year is uh, the rest of the year is going to be at Daytona. Uh, I don't think there's any other track where uh, I would, the I would uh, Bristol? Eh, maybe the Roval. I don't see the good on short tracks. Um, um I don't see again. I just think there are too many good short track teams. I don't think they match the, but Daytona's a scramble. So I put well and Talladega, obviously. Yeah, it, uh, that's right. Yeah, so we didn't two think, chances. We line. didn't
3: think we'd say that about him in Sonoma, and he finished fourth. I've got a But again, he you didn't know what I mean. Let
2: I mean, get just, to well, with no, this topic. But.
0: I have a great lightning round question. Well,
2: well, this is the lightning round after all, so uh, the storm has hit. I'm Please. agreeing with uh, I'm agreeing with, with Randy Matt De would be my dark horse now winner Go ahead, sir.
0: Because I don't think we've uh, covered this, but we ran into it last Tuesday, Charlotte Motor Speedway. <laughs> It's gonna say what did I hit? Uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway adding the new chicane. How much do you think that's gonna change?
1: Well, it's not right? a new chicane, but they're expanding the bus stop chicane on the backstretch.
0: Yeah. Um. So your question is what, Chris? I'm sorry. How much do you think that's gonna change the racing at Charlotte Motor Speedway?
3: Randy, I I feel like it, it not as much because. By the time Sunday rolled around last year, they were able to figure out the, the chicane. It's the same exact way. It's just there's no wall there anymore to well, you know, and, uh, but the they've pack. also
1: widened the racetrack That's by true. about 20 feet. But yeah.
3: yeah. you can't just you can't just go
0: full speed through there anymore like they Correct.
3: had. To. you see, can
1: I wouldn't advise it. But. And see the big <laughs> the big thing for, <laughs> the big either. thing for me is with uh, with as dramatically as they widened that chicane, I think you'll see three uh, wide. And, 4-1? No, 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 no. no. Well, they've also, uh, the, the hook turn there is a little that bit sharper, down. too, I believe. That didn't so, stop Jimmy last year. Um, my point being is, I actually think it's going to improve the racing a little bit and open that uh, that chicane up as a potential passing zone. It was too narrow last See, year.
2: See, I think that's fair. I think it I think it's gonna, Im- I believe it will improve the race. I don't think it will dramatically change the race in terms of okay, now who wins or whatever, I, I don't think it's going to be. It's only just that one part of the track that they changed. Yeah. So I, I think, think if it anything, it's up another, another passing, passing zone. zone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, they should uh,
3: leave it in for the 600.
2: I <laughs> that <would be> awesome. <laughs> We run the 600 on the roval. That would be interesting.
3: No, just leave the chicane part in. No. Take the road course out and just run the whole oval <laughs> with the chicane on the back straight. Wow.
2: Okay. Moving right That's along. Awesome. That was a good question, though, and, and we didn't get to, to touch on that. Uh, at all last week, but it definitely is, I I think, an interesting improvement. I was hoping they wouldn't do anything to what I would consider significantly change the course Mm. because I think the course being as tight as it is is what makes the racing. So I don't want to see it become too easy or too wide or too fast because then, you, to me, it just ruins what makes the roval what it is. But I don't think that's going to really uh affect it in a uh a dramatic enough way to say that it changes the race i guess the the better question would be do we think that the race is a lot different because everybody's been there once Uh, it's hard
1: to say i i i think it open. i think it opens it up because people kind of have an understanding of the strategy now that it's going to take to put themselves in position but I still think it's going to be as chaotic as ever, especially if we get a late race yellow. Uh, let's just hope that Brad Keselowski has learned
2: from last <laughs> year and does not lead the army off the cliff again. <laughs> See, I thought that was actually kind of a neat part of the race myself. But um,
0: his controller disconnected, Randy. Yep. You, yeah, you have some, some experience on the NASCAR. I, I do.
3: I yes, but he couldn't hit the reset button because there was no reset yeah. button in the, No reset. No, in the, the real race. game. Um, yeah. yeah,
2: it'll be interesting. I think the Robles. The role's always. In its position in the playoffs is different.
3: It's funny I hit that wall every time I'm playing NASCAR Three though. Hm. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every lap. I always forget to turn left. I just want to keep going straight because it's Charlie. Are you
2: like trying to run a road course or something? Or yes. You think uh, yes.
3: I'm just saying. Like, dial up walking squad next time.
2: No, it's okay. Might do better. Uh, okay, so we've got about, we've got about uh, seven minutes left here, six seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So I want to switch gears here because we had we did have an F1 race. We did. That wasn't won by Lewis. Hamilton. That wasn't won by Lewis Hamilton. Which <clears throat> or is, Mercedes, for that which matter. Which is exactly the subject of my question. We finally snuck Red Bull into victory lane at their home track. At their no home less. track, and Max Verstappen did not. I mean, this wasn't like he just cakewalked.
1: He ran Charles Leclerc down, passed him, and drove off. And
2: yet, we have, as you know, that happened. We had another investigation there's more investigations in formula one right now than there are in an entire government. season of csi
3: or, i mean or in the government can, can, it,
2: it, so it begs the question are we ever going to see an f1 race again with no outside interference from the the stuffy guys that sit up there in control race control? and don't want to see any kind of contact or any aggressive driving. We just got to follow each other around the track. I mean, have we lost the actual racing in Formula One? Because I don't
1: – every well, time
2: something's even
1: – They didn't penalize him for the move, so well, therefore we got the – So we, you're saying there's hope. There's hope, yeah. There's a chance.
3: You know, those are some of the most scenic elementary school playgrounds I've ever seen, though. The way that they race on him? because it seems like it's a bunch of you know high school principals going, okay, don't do that, and you don't, yeah, don't, just, you take your hands off of him.
2: I, when I saw when I saw the the actual uh, issue that they were having, it's like, good grief, those people would come over here to like Martinsville for a late model race. Oh my gosh, they'd all have like coronaries by the end of the race, like uh-huh. you know. I don't understand, because honestly, to me, you get a bunch of guys like Leclerc and Verstappen and, you know, Sainz and Gasly. You get all these guys and you got the veterans. It's like, let them race. If if they take each other out, you know what? It's called a wreck. Mm -hmm. It happens now and then. Oh, by the way. Yes.
1: Sunday meant that Red Bull did what McLaren could never do win with a Honda motor yeah first Honda motored victory since 2006 I mean that that's that's where I look at that's where if I'm Red Bull I'm looking across the way at McLaren and go see it's possible we did it
2: well but so what do you what conclusion do you draw from that? I mean, it, it's one race, and they won. I mean, does it mean anything? That the sun shines Other on a dog's the butt
3: every once in a while? Yeah, I,
2: <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, what I'm no, asking.
1: Because they've been, no, because they've been, top, they've been top five speed on speed all year, if not podium speed all year. My, honestly, what that tells me is Honda learned everything not to do with McLaren and then figured out what to do, <laughs> well, brought it to Red Bull, and said, here, go win, and they won. So you're saying that we,
2: we actually I'm saying are looking Red, at the I'm, fact that McLaren was really, really bad. Yeah,
1: Well, we're, we're, we're looking at we're looking at Honda having figured out everything not to do and not Okay, so the same you're, you're saying it yeah. wasn't McLaren it was bad, it, Honda was Red bad, Bull, they figured it out yeah, and took it to Red, Red Bull. Red Bull's reaping the benefits okay. of McLaren screwing
2: it up. <laughs> interesting i'm just glad to see the kid back in victory lane again yeah. i just i feel like you, you just every once in a while you gotta see something besides the mercedes in victory lane to just keep the at least the appearance that there might actually be more than two cars yes. and, capable of winning and there, F1.
1: And there are going to be some tracks in the second half of this year where the Ferraris are going to be the favorites, which means that I could, I could envision, before this is over, that we have all five... Of the top five drivers in the championship, having won at least one race this year, because you've got Hamilton, Botas, and Verstappen who have won, and I don't believe we go all the way to the end of the year without Leclerc and Verstappen or huh, Leclerc and Verstappen Leclerc and Vettel both winning a race, at least one race. So you, Leclerc, I was going to ask I, about Leclerc, Leclerc. That was my next question. Leclerc is absolutely going to win a race this year, you, and, y- and and if Sebastian Vettel ever gets out of his own head, he'll win too. He's too talented not to.
2: Well, I think I agree. I think Sebastian is a big part of his own problem. However, um, you know, I also think he's been ripped off once or twice. Um, So Leclerc wins. That's interesting. I know he got second, but. I mean, listen, he should have won Bahrain if not for the
1: power unit failing on him. And if not for a. Max Verstappen digging his teeth in. I honestly Whoa. believe Leclerc probably should have, you know, Leclerc probably should have two wins right now, and he doesn't have any. That kid is the real deal. He's extremely motivated now. He is going to win,
3: period. Real
2: quick, can we get Gasly on a podium? Before the year's out. No. No. I'm well, sorry. Yeah. All you
3: have to do is put, bring him over there and set him down on the podium. And be like, there you go. You you'll, the never, side. Ex- you'll never experience this on your own. But here you go. Stay there for ten seconds. I don't
1: mean any disrespect here, but what I've seen out of Pierre Gasly this year is, is that the only way he ends up on a podium is if both Ferraris and both Mercedes wreck. Mm. Wow. maybe he
3: needs to pay some money to the so investigating people and is have them investigate but, but something. But do you, you feel
2: more. like it's at least partially that particular team because I feel no! like that team's let him down big time a few times this year. No, I don't. Verstappen's
1: now proven Red Bull, car- Red Bull and Honda is a race winning combination. I I believe Pierre Gasly was extremely overhyped. Mm, I'm not going there yet. Uh, okay, Jacob, take us out. All right. Yeah, we're we're done. We're surprisingly, done. we burned a lot of time, and it was. It was a lot of fun. We want to thank, uh, I, I know he's not here now, but certainly a thanks to Nick Loden for yes. coming in and joining us for the for the first half of the show tonight. And also thanks to our partners at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life, and strutmasters.com for everything they do to make what we do at Jason Race Race Radio possible. So for Tom Baker, Randy Miller, and Chris Murdoch behind the glass, I'm Jacob Sealman. Keep it off the wall. If you're headed to a racetrack, we might just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend. Good, Good night. night. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a
0: race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com.